1: Natalie and I wake up and be fine for everybody else, and And how how some people
2: are allowed to not be fine. I have an example of this. I think about it all the time.
1: Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? (laughs) I hope it's giddy giddy. (laughs) Welcome back to the Cat and Nat Podcast, where we talk about shit guys are you recording yeah yeah i just close enough to me
2: yeah i'm trying but this i need a, I need a longer cord mm, guys we are on the road we are in fargo right now and we are just in a hotel room because the venue didn't have showers so we came to a hotel room to shower and um we have a place to sit and talk to you guys so this is great news because today is the q a podcast just in case you have not got your tickets to our show, go to katandnattour.com to see what city, cities we'll be performing at. And when I say performing, I mean hosting and entertaining and having the best night ever with you all. I'm
1: so all out of love.
2: I'm, I'm so, so lost without, without
1: you. I know you was rough. Guys, I have to tell you, that before we answer these questions, mm-hmm. that this is, um been a really interesting time to get here and have things uh like you know work out and we had i'm gonna tell you one two three four five dancers like five situations where dancers canceled and then (laughs) booked canceled booked canceled it's it's funny
2: because um i have had Horns Um, dancers say before like it's really hard to like get dancers to commit, and I think that we took for granted that a couple of them were with us for almost Mm a hundred shows, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they were never late. So true. They were always there, and the worst part about dealing with them was dealing with their boss. Yeah,
1: that was the hardest part for everybody. So you know, dancers are a different. So then, listen to this. So then, there's this guy in our life who just can't. I don't know what happened, but there was a huge falling out in the dancer world, okay? We'll leave it at that. So apparently our tour manager calls someone in another city, like another male review. Male review that
2: basically they have dancers apparently internationally. So we call
1: and they're like, I've heard about you and we're told not to work with you. Because because you you poached poached dancers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, for four years, we had... Two
2: of your dancers and who didn't want to work with you anymore. You were a because you were a dick dick bag, and you treated them like a cattle, not like people. Nothing when when they didn't want to work for you anymore. And we're like, we will give you all the money so you can make the money. Yeah, like cattle is right. Yeah, and I'm like, you're
1: a person. This is not like we're not looking to hire um, a thing. We we want people. Like you're, we're we're a family. So so interesting that like humanity cost us you know, being 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 a human to another human, but just because they're dancers doesn't mean they should be treated less than or not equal to and you should have autonomy over your own body. And if someone is making a profit off of your body when you could be doing the same thing and you're doing 10 times the work, I'm sorry, you should be able to keep that money. You know what and I mean? Like
2: at the end of the day, I totally understand, like, um, that's a thing. Like, if you go to an agency, the agency takes care of you. It should be professional. But in this case, these men made the choice to come work with us. Poach, okay, please, we're barely giving these guys um, much actual um, employment. It's very one-off. They chose that. Don't be mad at us because your
1: guys hated working for you. It also goes back to, like, collaboration where people, like, it's interesting because a lot of brands think that if I go and, say, use, like, Nike, I could be wearing Adidas just because you wear, like, because they're like, if you do this, then you obviously can't wear that. I'm like, gone are the days. Mm -hmm. Brand loyalty is unless a brand's really screwed you over but you could be wearing two competitive brands Mm -hmm. and not have a a loyalty to just one. Like, if I walk into a store and Diet Pepsi's not available, I'll drink Diet Coke Mm -hmm. vice and vice versa. But I'll still go back to Diet Pepsi later, you know? Yeah, I don't need... Just because I'm drinking one one day, you know, when everyone's like, oh, you're driving this car, that means that you shouldn't... Like, competition does not exist anymore. It's collaboration because the world is a collaborative state because of social media, and you are constantly you know, collaborating with different brands when you talk about them because that's what social media is, sharing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And bringing awareness to lots of different
2: brands that you can consume. Nobody wears one item, one brand of clothing for their whole life, uses
1: one skincare their whole life. Yeah, and I guess my point was, if sorry, I didn't land the plane. If a dancer... Comes and does a one-off with you. It doesn't mean they can't go and do your shit. They're not exclusive, not exclusive to the bar. You're getting them more exposure, so they come back to you. And if they choose to leave, it's not because we made them leave. No,
2: it's literally old-fashioned thinking, and these—I mean these—these these horrible bosses are. are I quiet. like that. All right, you guys sent in your questions, and we would like to answer.
0: Hey, Hosens. So my question for you is. What is the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome in your life so far?
2: I'd say honest, Life. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say my biggest hurdle was and the thing that rocked me more than anything was going from having no kids to becoming a mom. I was my, my hardest that was my hardest time in my life. I had full I had full strength and like uh, uh, if I would say full strength up until that time, that was the only time
1: I got broken. Mm, I would say it was before when I dropped out of school, and I'd been out of school for a few years, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with. I was so lost in what I wanted to do with my life. I'd moved to Vancouver, and then I'm like, "Fuck it! I need out of here. I need to go home and like you know start my life." And I remember coming home and just being like, "How?" And I had no help. I'm like, "How the fuck? What the fuck is? it? What's your next move, cat? What's your next move?" And, you know, at that age, just so you know, Mm -hmm.
2: so like that is such a typical and it's also it can be a really bad time for people that age,
1: but kid girl, people that age, they're done school. Like a lot of I was in a bad relationship. Right. I moved with a guy who nobody really knew was just something to do. (laughs) My parents had forbid me. I did it anyways. And I started to work and then I I just something new was to get the fuck out of here. I got out of there. And I went home and... Why was it a bad relationship? I mean Natalie I can't imagine you being in a bad relationship I don't remember much okay you know I don't remember teenagehood like you know I don't remember this yeah. time in my it's like I've blocked it out god I should go to therapy and I should bring you all with me and then we should have the conversation because I don't remember I just remember his mom pulled me aside and said yeah. you need to get out of this like what? yeah yeah she's like you need to leave this you're you have too much potential and he's not good for you like you need the fuck out Whoa. immediately but what and, was he like? I have to know something. Oh, what was he like? I guess... I mean, I was too young to... Because he was older than me, right? Obviously. Like, a lot older than me. And I think he was... If I could... If I could... Did you have fun with him? Not that I remember. What? I cannot picture you in a relationship. Well, a number one, if you... I mean, y'all have to understand my, my teenagehood was a rocky one number two, it was, I had, I had nothing, right? Like I had, didn't have school. I wasn't with my friends. I wasn't with my peers. I was like a solo Island. I'd been kicked out of my house. Like it was, it was a very, like I was in survival mode. And I remember this guy's like, I'm moving to Vancouver. I'm like, okay, I guess he's like, do you want to come? I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go. And I feel like the expect I feel how long had you been with him at that time I don't remember how long were you with him maybe well you know when you're you're younger and it feels so long it was probably like six seven months like not a long time
2: was he moving there for a job
1: yep and I was like okay I guess I'll go how
2: long did you stay in Vancouver for Mm, maybe
1: six seven months again oh and then I was like, I'm fucking out. Where did you live in Vancouver? Mm, close. Uh, on a street. I don't know. In did a condo. Did you know anybody? No. I was by myself. <laughs> I got like three jobs in like in the Pacific Mall. I would work three jobs. I was just. Oh, my God. It's a terrible time to remember. And. I got to see a picture of this dude. And then I, I. 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 And then I came home. Listen. he I think it was, was it just. Cute? No, probably not. <laughs> this is so. Where did you find him? At a restaurant. Okay. And then I, he worked at the restaurant too. You know, he was one of those. Oh, he did. Did he move there to work at a restaurant? Yeah, to become the general manager of a restaurant.
2: Oh uh, my uh, gosh! I.
1: It's need... not a time I like to remember. To be honest I with you. To
2: remember, but it, so
1: like, I, I, I can't not know something. I remember. I was just don't I, try and leave me out of the part of your. Well, life. I'm. I don't... I'm there. I don't talk about it because I don't want to remember that, you know? Really? It was that bad? I just, it was not a great time. No, it was not a great time. I mean, I really didn't have a lot. Like, it was a really, f- I mean, my I, my parents forbid me to move and I i left. Like, I'm like, Why I'm- did they want you to go? Because I was a 17-year-old girl moving across the country with, he was probably 24. I was so... I think the magnitude of how bad I was is lost on a lot of people because I am so unexpected. You know what I mean? Anyways, I left, and I just feel like he was like probably didn't let me do like have friend like was, pr- didn't have friend like probably was very possessive and didn't let me do anything. Have you ever looked? And him up I on think Facebook since? no, and I think I lied about leaving. I Think I said I'm going home to visit, and I I never I, I never called him. Like I just picked picked up my stuff and flew home by myself and never talked to him again. Oh, uh, my uh, god! Gotcha. And I think he, like, tried to come find me. If I'm rec- uh, this could be a lie. But if I've blacked it out and I feel like I was, like, I'm done. And he's, like, what? I'm, like, we're done. This is it. Like, I'm, I am out. was, like, oh, my God. And I applied to school and I got into school and it changed my life. So, I mean, I got out of it, but that was still a fucked up time. But I remember at least when I got into school, I, I had something. Because when you don't have a high school degree and you try to do something, it's not very good. At, at at you know 17 years old it's really not a great thing to not have a high school degree and you can't really get a job because everyone asks you what your education level is so when I, I knew I had to get something but I knew I didn't want to go back to high school because I could not do high school I was like I can do this and then I got into child youth work and then Are I you're living good. at your mom's yeah I moved home with my mom yep did your mom always have like ever since we used to hang out at your mom's house did she keep that house for a Not long time Not long, no and then we moved to that other place where i met my husband
2: oh yeah i forgot you oh yeah okay. that, it was a,
1: it was a hard time i won't i won't that was a hard time when i was so young to be alone but i'd kind of been alone my whole life so it wasn't like it was you know what i would say a lot of my teenage where were your two best friends well, that's when my other best friend and I... I mean, oh God, where were they? Like, what the fuck are you doing, you weirdo? Nice. I mean, now, now we all got each other's back, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
1: weirdo? Listen, now we're all weirdos. So, like, yeah.
2: you, know, you know what I mean? Well, Yo, Jesse, I want to do I As Waska and rip that story
1: apart. We'll bring back your memories. I've got a few. I mean, there, then there's the next one after that. Oh, boy, that was a doozy, too. The one I know? Yep. Yeah.
0: Hi, ladies. My question for you is, how do you approach the subject of death with your kids mm-hmm. i have an almost five-year-old who i've never talked to about it until recently another kid brought up the subject and he got really upset
1: Aww. um
0: i'm kind of wondering how to proceed from here thanks we'll
1: have i have to, to take the- i have to take this one <laughs> what yes because what? because you've taught me something in oh, this oh, matter okay okay, okay. <laughs> and It was never talked about in my childhood growing up either. It was kind of brushed off. It was just like, you know, it wasn't, it was just like, that's not gonna happen for a long time. Don't think Mm. about it, don't talk about it. And (laughs) Natalie taught me that, you know, she talks about death a lot. I don't think she realizes how much she talks about death and how she could just die and be fine with it. I'm kind of excited for it. So she talks about death a lot and, and so, You know, at first, when she would talk about it in front of my kids, my mouth would be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to deal with this. But it's a natural thing. I've come to realize the more matter-of-fact you are about it, Mm -hmm. the more... I mean, listen, it's scary for a five-year-old to be like, that's... Wait, wait, sorry, what? Mm Because it's a thought of being away from their mom, which is really... Or dad. So they're them processing at that age... Is very, it's very scary and it's normal to be very scary. So rather than being like, yep, you just leave and you're gone, you're done, that's it, bye, see ya, you have to think about age appropriateness. But Natalie has really taught me <laughs> to be matter of fact. And they ask a lot of questions and what the, one of the hardest parts as a parent
2: is that you do not factually have the answer. Mm-hmm. You cannot Google it mm-hmm. and it's, you, it's you actually don't know. Now, if you believe in anything in particular Specifically, it can Fall on be, that. It, it can be very easy to, in, to describe to children what you believe. Now, with me, I am very open about the fact that I've never died. I'm sorry. I don't remember ever being dead. So I can't actually tell you, but I we could I'd love to sit there and hypothesize with them about what happens when we die. You know what I mean? We also live beside a cemetery, so we talk about death. I also told them I didn't want to get a dog because it was going to die in our lifetimes, gonna be really sad. They chose to get the dog. Now we're all going to watch it die. And you know, T <laughs> J talks about it a lot, and he talks about like what what I was in my last life and what I'm going to be in my next life. Which for him, I know, and actually for a lot of my kids, they find that very comforting. To know that the end isn't just the end, because I remember there was a time in my life when I thought, when you die, is it just blackness for, for forever and ever? But where will my thoughts go? Oh, they'll just di- disappear. They can't just disappear. Oh, I yeah, and I don't believe that. You know, so I
1: I do believe I do believe in like reincarnation. Well, Chloe's died a few times, so she's told me this Mm -hmm. in her very young years, which is fucked up. She's told me that, remember when I was, I wasn't here, I was dead. I'm like, that is a very weird thing to say for you. Like, not that I wasn't born. Remember, I was dead. Mm -hmm. And then she also told me that, remember she told me, like, she saw, she was, she saw, she saw, she was, she was, both, two of my kids maybe told me they were something before. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay. And they were too young, To make that shit up. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think if you're not okay with death, then it's going to be a very hard conversation. For sure. I've learned this the hard way. And, you know, now I'll even say, and I really shouldn't, I'll be like, Mom, like, I'm very open. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you you don't got that much longer left, so what, what are we doing well, that what is we another hard thing, is,
2: is not only talking to your children, but talking to your parents. Yeah. Because um, if they don't want to talk about it, there can be a lot left unsaid, unorganized, undone. So talking about it. But, you know, also, um, I, you know what I do say to my kids? Um, I say, like, you know, when we die, like, you can tell them. Because it's not like they're going to hold it against you. You're all <laughs> dead. Just say, we can all, we're can we all going to be together again if you want to be together again. We can all go to the next life together, you know? That's nice.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's real. I'll nice. be
2: waiting for you. What do you say? What did I tell Oh yeah, and I'll I be say there waiting for I'm you. like
1: Grandma's up there, yes. Wendell's up there, Miles is up there, Grands up there. I tell them all the people that are up there. Jesse too, right? Yeah, that they don't know that one as well. <laughs> but no, we're talking about dogs, guys. If there's a dog up there, it seems very comforting for them. You know, mm-hmm. I, me, um, me leaving, I, I felt okay because the dog was there, and I. I I, if you're on the fence about a dog, make sure you get a good one, not an annoying one. <laughs> but my dog is the biggest comfort to them. When we went away for the weekend, they're like, I can't wait to get home. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, they're gonna get over the dog. My kids and your kids, I don't think, have gotten no. over the dog. My my daughter is all my daughters. The minute they a tear comes down, my dog is on like yes. leaps across the room to go to them. So I really do think that. Um, and the way that our, if you're getting a divorce, get a dog <laughs> for them. <laughs> I think like and make it go back that and forth. My
2: kids greet the dog every single time we come there. I feel like the people across the street are like, are they joking? It's like they just got a puppy for the first time. Yeah, no. We also let her come out now because she gets so excited she tinkles. So now it's always on the front porch. So I think that the people on my street think we're weirdos because think. of how if you we greet dog.
1: It. I mean, it never gets. Old. My kids stop the car and rut- race into who can get to her yes. first. It's very cute. So Um, Yeah, the dog's a good one. And the dog will die before your daughter. So you can can have some great conversations. Uh, Get a
2: dog if you want to talk about death. We're going
1: to take a little quick break here and um, roll a commercial break because that's how this podcast runs. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of
2: Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with
1: scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter pretty litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness it's the world's smartest kitty litter
0: go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free
2: cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes
1: nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt
2: until you tried it on same goes for your health care Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/catandnat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p .com/catandnat. Next question. Hi Cat and Nat, I love your
0: podcast. I listen to it every week. My question is, do you think it's possible to get back together with an ex-husband? We have been divorced for almost eight years. We have two children together. Um, First five years of divorce were very, very hard. But now he shows up as a great co-parent, great dad. Not sure if the spark is there Mm. completely, but I have been contemplating the possibility of being together again. Um, Let me know your thoughts. And again, I love you, ladies. Bye.
1: This is so, so juicy! This is, juicy. This is so. I, I often think of this, you guys. I, I think of this. I think of this so often because... Wait, what do you think about? Well, I come from a divorced family. No parents getting back together? No, just... Can you imagine? Just, okay, ready? This is, oh. this is gonna sound so sick Okay. I often think about... Okay. Uh, it, I believe okay. that men only change when there's a massive life event in their life, okay? So let's (laughs) just say. (laughs) say there's the core of them that is like a really good person, but they are maybe not meeting you in the relationship where you want as a husband and wife because life can get complicated. Now, if you are to get divorced and they are to see life on their own and grow up and not be taken care of and have to do life alone and come to you as a whole person, not as half a person who needs a wife to take care of them, but needs you in their life, you know, as a choice. Because a lot of men need people, need them, don't choose them. And that's a really, they can love them, but when you choose someone, it's a much more powerful relationship than needing someone. So if you're divorced and now you're choosing each other and you both know you could walk away again. It also sounds like in this case
2: that he went through that journey and now he's showing up. Yeah, and maybe you both had other
1: sexual partners, which makes it kind of interesting because... Which I really hope for my fantasy of your life. So it's (laughs) new again and you're like, wow, I think the power of choice and marriage gives you no choice, which I think is a really unfortunate thing because Mm -hmm. it's such a clusterfuck to get out. Mm -hmm. If you know that person could walk out at any moment of any day and be like, you know what, I'm done. How differently would we treat each other? I believe very differently. I know, and I believe marriage hinders relationships; doesn't make them stronger in, in in the long run, because choice is. This sounds like Oprah. Choice is so much more powerful than 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 a forced arrangement based on years of it being complicated to uncomplicate. Just because of of a, a, a traditional practice that's happened be just because uh, and that's why friendships work Natalie because they're choices yeah. they're not a forced I love though
2: that if she's even considering I think she should
1: try it I think she should yeah. date him
2: go, I, oh, date I was him. going to say go date oh. him have a one night stand see if you
1: can do it I mean with him I mean it's never a one it's not a one night stand if you have kids together no
2: I know but I mean that could be and if it's there here I think go on a few so dates
1: and then have sex a few times but like in separate houses like don't jump right back into it no and I was going to say like the
2: thing is, is that so many people that are divorced literally would want... would I, Like, I said this to one of, my, one of my friends who's divorced. I'm like, do you ever... Yeah. Could you... Because he's a great dad. He's a great friend. I'm like, could you ever... Like, if could you ever find something... She's like, never fucking... Ever and so many people feel that way.
1: The fact that you're considering it is definitely something oh God, to investigate. It sounds kind of fun, um, I, yeah. And go maybe go to Poundtown a few times do before. The
2: hotel. Like, get it, no, I mean before fun. you
1: start dating him again. Yeah. Like go crazy. Oh, go, I go. Oh, oh, so what's a random guys first. Go go on Tinder and go buck wild. Don't don't get murdered though. And then mm-hmm. and then go. I just I think dating. I really do think that dating and you know. Dating is 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 powerful and and it's marriage. It's also
2: such a big fun part of life that if girl, you do get back together, you'll never have that again. <laughs>
1: but, but you know, you'll be back could, trapped where it, you were before. Just kidding. It <laughs> could be amazing, and maybe you can redefine what you want. Maybe it's dating, and it doesn't have to be like remarriage. Maybe you can like you know. Yeah. May, I Try don't know. Something can different. you can you keep us posted, please? Oh my god, please. Let me, us know what happens. Say, I'm please. feeling very like I'm um, FOMO-ish. Yes.
0: Hi, this is Sierra from Michigan
1: and I wondered what are your biggest complaints about your husbands and what are their biggest complaints <laughs> about you?
2: Thanks. I love how I, dead serious I, she says it I'm in a friendly voice.
1: Oh, so dead.
2: Okay. That is uh, so funny. Uh, my biggest complaint about my husband is that he gets unexpected moods um, and they come out of nowhere uh, and uh, they can't he can't snap out of it. My other complaint about him would be that... (laughs) She said one, but I like this. Oh, just that, like, the first thought out of his mind
1: isn't... Sure, that's a great idea. I know. Go ahead, Kat. Mine is... Well, number one, he's an out loud processor, and that's (laughs) really hard for me because I am, like... I'm like, can you stop talking? Because he likes to talk a lot about, like, processing, about details. And for me, that hurts my fucking brain. So I have to be sensitive to him saying the same thing over and over again. And me, you know, not being short. Because that can seem very, like, he doesn't know he's doing, you know? It's, like, just how he, I how don't he thinks. I don't,
2: I don't know how you do it.
1: I know. But, I mean, there's a lot of people who do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to just be very aware of that. And I guess the other, I mean, now I'm just like, I got to go, you know? And then the other thing would be... um, I mean moods, moods, moods. Yeah, moods. Yeah,
2: unexpected, inconsistent moods. Yeah.
1: It's not fun. It's although a- he is beginning to repeat what I say, it's not a problem till it's a problem.
2: Mm-hmm. Good girl.
1: You know what I mean? Like all of these things.
2: Good girl. It's
1: very fascinating to to, to hear. Good girl. I think that I think
2: that although our husband was
1: gonna not, I wasn't even gonna respond to what was it? going I about. think
2: although our husbands. Um, will combat us with some of the things that we say. I think that we have very large influences on the way they actually think. They just it's something that it takes a long time to get there, but I think they actually, they know that there's there's something wise about the way mm-hmm. we think, be, mm-hmm. and this is how they why that why they know it's wise, because we are happy, mm-hmm. and so whatever whatever we believe and whatever we tell ourselves. Makes us be happy people, and they'd love to probably be as happy as we are.
1: So sometimes they're like, maybe I'll try out what she said. You know, before I came here, mm. and they're like, what? What would be our biggest their complaint about BS? Number one, we're probably not horny enough. We don't do sex enough. Oh yeah, whoops, that's a hundred percent the first and one. And the second one would be probably that they they that we can be short or like moody with them, but we're not moody people. But they think that they are like you're. You think that you're this, but I see like. You know what I mean? Like it. It. Uh, I would, yeah, I would say my husband would think that I'm
2: not horny enough, and that I don't care enough about some of the things that he really cares
1: about. Right. Um, and I, it's so interesting because before we came here, I, I was, I was like, I'm actually at capacity for every. I'm at capacity. I'm like, I've never been at capacity. I've tried to be at capacity, and been like, I'm done, but it's never really been there. And I was like, talking to my husband. I'm like, uh, like. I will, I will always be fine. You need to know, like, I, I don't have a choice but not to be fine. I don't know what it's like for people to, to not be fine, right? I just, I don't, I can't imagine that being, and then I had a moment before I came on the, like, yesterday, being like, what if I wasn't fine? What would that be like? Like, what does that mean for people who can't, you know, who who couldn't actually move forward? Because that actually happens to people. You know, sometimes you think, what if I go crazy? Or, like, mm-hmm, what happens? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, but I, I'm like, but that, that, go, but I, I'll have to. I will wake up, and I will be fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's just how how it works in in my life. And I was like, but but not everybody feels that way, and they 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 don't feel. I wonder what makes Natalie and I wake up and be fine for everybody else. And how, and, but how some people are allowed to not be fine. I have an example of this. I think about it all the
2: time because. Um, I remember when Shania Twain found out about her ex-husband, yeah. I mean, her, her, her husband, her best friend. And the story is so horrific, but she said that she wouldn't get uh, out of bed. How do I not know this? What was it?
1: No, Shania Twain. Yeah, how'd she find out? Oh, how did she find... If I, it was so horrific, I need to know. You can't leave me hanging. Well, I mean, how... true crime podcast, remember? No, I know, I know. Hold on. Wait, Shania Twain found
2: out that her husband was having an affair with her best friend... Oh, my God, I've heard everything. I've heard it all. I, right now, I can't think of it. But anyways, it's horrific. She lost her husband and her best friend. And her best friend, literally, she sat her down. And she lied to her. And she said, I would never do that to you. They had had an affair for a really long time. Whoa.
1: She looked at her in
2: the eyes and said, I would never do that.
1: Oh, my. And now she's with her husband. Okay, hu- yeah.
2: And then she's with her husband. But she said, "I, I literally, I was so depressed. I could not get out
1: of bed. I could not take care of my children. Okay, so that's when someone's not allowed to be fine.
2: Okay, so... I know. Do you think I could get there? No, no. So I know that my. That happened. You know, my mom felt that same way she felt. My mom w- was. Just, but did she get out of bed? Ripped out of bed. She, ha- she had to. But did. So. But. But Shania but she, didn't? Because Shania probably had people to help take care of her children. If my mom didn't get out of bed, who
1: would have. T- uh, like.
2: Who would taken had care up of the her, her
1: son? Like her, her little son? Right. I mean, me? I mean, I probably. Are think, there people who just. who? like who just break and uh, they just say like, even if they don't have an option i know
2: like, i don't i really don't know because oh, it scares I, I, me they, i
1: literally thought i'm like what would happen if i just called natty i'm like i'm i like because in people's different circumstances like listen i'm being dramatic it's just at the moment of leaving and feeling the pressure of everyone's life on you that you're leaving you know like you feel like you need to be there and then when you get on a plane it's like fuck it i can't do anything anyways like fuck it yeah. And I, and I did put boundaries in on some people being like, I can't do this. Like, I'm real, I've never done that before. And my, my husband's like, it's just, you can't take, like, just because people want you to be the person to clean shit up, you don't have to, emotionally, you don't have to be that person. And that's, you what, your brother,
2: that's what your brother was
1: saying to you too. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So fuck it. Nope, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So I think that, um, what was the question? Oh, not being fine. I, I think that our husband's, Have never really had to pick up the pieces, so I don't even know how much of a complaint they would have because I feel like nat and I never make a burden of ourselves. I would say that if anything, we're not vulnerable enough. Like we're not. And actually, yeah. And you know, it's funny, is I think that they there's a part of them that wish that we
2: were more vulnerable with them. Like we needed them more. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I think that's like the heart of it. In fact, I think that would be even more than the sex. Is that they felt that we needed, like, that we he needed was them.
1: So They were kind of very offended when I was like, I don't need you. I choose you. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I'm like, that's the biggest compliment of your life. Yeah. You know, and it was just, it was just an, it was,
2: it's been an interesting few weeks. Yeah. Guys, before we go on to the next question, we're just going to take an ad break.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: Hey Kent it's Danielle. Just wanted to know, now that tour is starting again, what's your favorite part about being on the road? Can't wait to see you guys in October.
1: Our favorite Obviously kind of seeing you, Danielle. That was DM McGuire.
2: <laughs> um, oh, what is our favorite part about being on the road, did she say? Yeah, it's very different than it used to be. Honestly, honestly, right now, all I can uh, like, look, like look forward to in this moment is getting on that stage. Oh my God, I just got nervous. The, I know, I know I'm going to be nervous too. The lights turning on. I actually don't think it's happening. Seeing the faces and feeling
1: the energy oh of such God. a well
2: deserved night. Can and I'll just, just give
1: us a good review after tonight. <laughs> You know, just give one, just one, give us one great. of. Uh, Honestly, uh, nothing
2: is better than seeing you guys. That's it. Seeing your smiling faces, knowing that you took time for yourself because you wanted to do something that was going to make you feel happy. And we were able to make that night happen.
1: I will, That's it. I will also say being on the road right now feels really good. Um, after the years we've just, years we've just had, um, it feels like a change of pace. It feels like. A new beginning. It just feels... A
2: fresh start and new energies to... um, New energies to start new things. So, us coming out here might be a reunion tour and going back to seeing all of you, but it's also... A fresh reunion tour. It's a fresh... It's also opening up the energies for new things to come into our lives. Yeah, totally. You know, new opportunities. Um, A whole new world. And we're just so excited for that. And we're so excited that that's for you, too. Like, when you show up at a show and you come in there and you bring yourself and you know, you you made time for you you are opening up the ener the the, the world for you the energy that you're going to the vibrations you're going to pick up from people from us and from the people in the room to see that the world is open and we can laugh and be happy the laugh and joy is 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 it's being real. instilled again because it has been so hard and so heavy for so long and i know things things aren't over but when you're in that room with us and we are we are in a city, and we're all together in that moment. That's all that matters. And COVID is not a part of our show, you know. Yeah. And it's a part of um. It's a part it, in that moment we escape from it all. We escape from
1: distressors. Do- I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. When we leave. Yeah. Um, who do you feel? Okay. Do you think about any kid more than the other of how? Like, do you feel about their? Do you feel guilty about their feelings of them missing you when you're gone, or like is there a kid that you're like, oh, like I like you worry about that one? It I could, the only reason I ask. There's a specific reason I ask.
2: I mean, at this point, it's more I like I'm not worried about them missing me at this point. Um, I'm more just worried that the last one makes it easy on the people taking care of him. Got it. I don't want. I don't want it to be because if difficult. you're there, you can buffer him. Is that what you I can you're buffer, saying? and I where we can share, right? But if I'm not there, it's going to be all on Mark. And also my mom's going to be picking up um, them from school. And I just, I don't want him to, because he's not going through the easiest time right now, you know, back to school, new language, all of that. And so he gets frustrated. And when he takes it out of me, I can handle it, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. But I feel like they get frustrated with him. And so I don't want it to be really hard for them. And I want to make sure that in those moments, I understand him more, I feel like. And I, I want him to feel that sort of
1: supportive love, Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being annoyed with him. Mm-hmm. And you? Uh, I I definitely... Well, because the older ones have a concept of time, like Chloe... I mean, Olivia and Max. I feel like Olivia went away for three weeks. Like, she's like, I got this. I'll just call you on the road. Like, as she grows up, she doesn't... Emotionally... She can get me through the phone. You know, mm-hmm. like, we can text and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do... My, my husband and her can get very... But you know what? Mm-hmm. My mom is there. Mm-hmm. And my mom is nurturing... Caring, loving, patient, and will fill their bucket in a way like she does not get mad at them, mm-hmm. and it's really lovely to have a, a a loving force. Like my husband is very loving, but he's also you know walks in and he's not going to be like,
2: "How was your day?" Yeah. Like you
1: know, like it's yes. it's just that different
2: maternal. She'll give that maternal.
1: Yeah, and I and I you know even when Max said, "Will nanny be here when you're away?" because he's less like you know like I'll have you. Um, she, I was like, yeah, and he goes, yes, oh, okay, like excited. Right. So I, I do feel there's a comfort in my mom being there this time. And my youngest, Chloe, um, obviously has. she's still young, mm-hmm. and she is very um, physically and emotionally attached mm-hmm. <laughs> to me mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's in a new school, and new changes, but she's adapting. And, yeah, I, I do think about her the most in terms of – what her formative years will be like with us having been gone again? Like, what will her story be when she grows up? My mom was away. My mom was home. I don't know. I think the majority of her life, you're going to be
2: home. So, she might remember a trip you went on, but these are just trips.
1: I hope so. And she thinks I'm. A oh, I
2: don't. You know what? I don't hope so.
1: I. And she and I hope she thinks
2: what it is, and I. Hope and she thinks I'm a singer. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> we hope for her memory to be the truth. You and know the what? truth is your mom had a great job and she traveled you know what awesome Newly the
1: skin flutely Ah uh, that's right. Okay y'all well um we're gonna go get ready for tour because we gotta go you know we gotta go you saw he died. That's devastating. Yeah. I don't um, even know who he was, but that's it's sad. I Sex and City, like my favorite character on there.
2: <gasps> um, no chance. Anyways, guys, we're going to go get ready for tour. We're going to go to do run through. Oh, my
1: God. We're going to do a late night live on the road. So if you want to join us mm-hmm. on the tour bus with a crew on a mini tour bus behind the scenes show, with it is a crew. it is a night out um, from your home virtually. Go to Cat And it's only 10 bucks, And it's only 10 Ten and I you know everyone's like $9.99. I'm like, fuck it, make it ten dollars. I don't nine ninety nine, no. I'm not trying to play with your mind. No, ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> ten bucks. Ten bucks, baby. Uh and we'll see y'all um we'll see y'all there. Go to catnat.ca and if you can't join us IRL, we'll see you in virtual reality. So